Hey friends, welcome to the ADHD Boss Podcast. I'm Ellen Argo and my mission is to help you make more money with self-trust and more fun this year in your business with your ADHD brain. If you are looking for ways to empower your brain, scale your business and have more fun, please subscribe to this podcast. Something that's been really interesting to me is how much of our life revolves around chasing emotions and chasing feelings and thinking that this thing external to me is going to help me feel this specific feeling. And the biggest feeling that I have recognized for myself and for so many of my clients is this feeling of connection. And so today's podcast is going to be all about experiencing and feeling connection and all the different places that it shows up and how we can create it versus creating this fake version of connection. Fake versions of connection look like overeating. It looks like not connecting with our family and scrolling on our cell phones. It looks like overindulging in all sorts of things. Our brain is seeking some form of connection And when we can nourish it and not have to purchase anything, it's going to help us create true connection with ourselves, with the world around us, and reduce the chaos in our life. We don't have all these things. We don't have all the financial strife that comes from purchasing temporary happiness, and it allows us to create a whole new life for ourselves. So today I wanted to start by talking about all the different places and the multifaceted emotion that connection is. When we experience it in various aspects of our lives, it is a feeling of unity, belonging, and enlightenment, alignment with something or someone, and it can manifest in different forms and at different times. One The one that's most commonly thought of is our connection with others. One of the most common forms of connections is the bond that we feel with other people. It can be with family, it can be with friends, romantic partners, or even complete strangers. This connection often brings feelings of warmth, trust, and empathy. You may experience it when you deeply understand someone's perspective, when you share moments of laughter or vulnerability, or when you simply feel heard and seen by another person. Other one is connection with yourself. Self-connection is equally important. It's about being in tune with your emotions, needs, and desires. You feel it when you have a strong sense of awareness and self-acceptance, a thing that many of us do not have. When we do not recognize it, it makes it really easy for us to have that understanding and to create change. And when we can connect with ourselves, it allows us to have a sense of being grounded in who you are without judgment or self-doubt. If you believe that you need to have people around you that are grounded, sometimes it's a recognition that you yourself need to work on connecting and loving yourself so that you can ground into your roots. If you're constantly trying to run away from yourself, that's a pretty good reason why you're going to feel very ungrounded and pretty 
good way for us to identify that we are not allowing ourselves to connect with us. And when we can recognize that, then we can get to the root of what we're running away from, and then we can create that connection with ourselves. Number three is connection to purpose. Many people seek connection through their work or passions. When you are doing something that aligns with your values and passions, you experience a profound sense of connection to your purpose in life. This often leads to a feeling of fulfillment and satisfaction. I want to let you know this has nothing to do with the things that you've created in your life. It is all about the thoughts that you are thinking about that thing that makes you feel that fulfillment, that makes you feel that satisfaction. And that's why we have connected these external things to making us feel fulfilled and satisfied is because the world around us has told us that we will feel fulfilled and satisfied with these external things. And then they no longer are. We find something, the next thing comes out and we're no longer satisfied by that thing. So how can we own our fulfillment? How can we own our satisfaction? And how can we continue to know that it is our responsibility internally to create those thoughts, those feelings, those emotions running through our body? Four is connection to the present moment. Connection can also be experienced through mindfulness and being fully present in the moment. When you let go of distractions and worries about your past or your future, you get to connect with the beauty and the depth of the present moment. If you guys follow me on social media, I just did a thing where I recognized that I was running away from certain emotions. I had expectations that rest looked a very specific way. And when I recognized that when I could allow myself to experience the tree, experience the leaves and come into this present moment, it didn't mean that I was running away from something. It just meant that I like to have active present moment, walking on the green belt, on our little walk path and feeling my feet touch the ground. And also recognizing that one of the pieces that was having me feel like I needed to be still somewhat distracted in that present moment meditation was when I stopped and paused and looked at it, of the emotion that was hiding in my body. And I looked at the location and I looked and experienced the texture and I asked it what its name was and it said it was shame. And the only reason that that shame was there was because my belief made me believe that if I didn't hold shame there, that I would lose my humbleness. I would, all of a sudden, I would go off the rails and I'd be like some narcissistic person that thought amazing things about me. And so I was holding on to the shame, even though I didn't even really have it attached to anything. For me, it was to dim my light. It was so that other people could feel comfortable and so that I wouldn't be this person that when I look at that, I can recognize, I know I'm always going to be humble. I'm never actually worried about being a person that thinks too much about myself. And when I can pause and experience those emotions that are underlying, that was causing me 
to want to be overactive. One, I get to choose in that moment, like, oh, okay, there's actually nothing wrong with having an active rest, with my rest looking like meditation, with my rest looking like journaling. And then also pausing and experiencing what is in my body. Is there anything that I'm trying to walk away from and to distract myself from instead of sitting there in complete silence and allowing that to be true for me when I was in complete silence and I looked and experienced what was going on in my body? That's when I got to feel at a different level, but neither of those were wrong. And sometimes it's really easy for our brain to disconnect from us, to disconnect from our root systems, to make us feel ungrounded because we have a judgment about the way that we're doing things. And when we have that awareness, we now have choice. Do we need to judge this? Is there anything we can learn from here? Or is it just our brain braining and we could decide, oh, actually, this is completely fine. I actually am completely okay with this being the way that I rest. And I'm really proud of that being the way that I rest. So let's explore some of the thoughts and the behaviors that can lead to disconnection because I think it's really easy for us to recognize the things that we want to do, but we when we don't know the things that are causing us to feel disconnected, then we don't have choice. We haven't found the awareness yet. So when we can recognize our negative self-talk, this can be pretty hard for us to recognize. So what are the things that are happening in your world when you catch yourself? Oh, wow. When I'm eating, when I'm scrolling, when I'm doing all these things to distract myself, this is a reminder that I have had negative self-talk for the rest, for the day. Maybe it's been five minutes, maybe it's been 10 minutes, maybe it's been three weeks. Whenever you recognize nothing has gone wrong, just create that awareness and recognize the things that you have been doing that you can help yourself shorten that gap of Instead of that three weeks or that three months or that three years that will happen at the very beginning, we can start shortening it down to three minutes before we have that realization. We've only negative self-talked for three minutes until we can really then decide. We have that choice in input and then now we can create new thoughts about ourselves. So negative self-talk is obviously criticizing ourselves whenever we're doubting our abilities dwelling on our past mistakes, these can create a sense of disconnection from self-worth and self-acceptance. And if this is something that you're experiencing a lot, ask yourself. One thing I've noticed a lot with my clients, we ask ourselves these questions that seem kind of helpful in the moment. But when you actually ask yourself those questions, you can find that answer. So One of them was like, what do I think I'm even doing? And then you answer and you're like, well, I think I'm going to show up so that I can change the world because I see so much beauty happening. And when you don't answer that question, it's easy for you to feel ashamed. It's easy for you to 
justify all these negative responses. But when you just answer your own question, it can help you realize like, what am I actually doing here? It can bring awareness to the situation and it can bring you back to your why, which is just going to give you more power, more energy, more excitement to create the thing. And the reason why you're here in the first place is because you have a deep passion for it. Number two is comparison. Comparison is just so important for us to have recognition around. When we're comparing yourself to others, especially in social media, can make you feel disconnected because you focus on what you lack instead of appreciating your unique qualities. And when we start jumping into comparison, we miss the things that they have been doing, right? So many of us will feel guilty, will feel sad. And what we don't know, I love this because this is another thing I was talking about on social medias is recognizing the mitochondria. And it's so easy for us in long distance triathlon to look at the pros and what they're doing and try to do what the pros are doing. And then we don't recover as well. And we're exhausted and literally in business, in life, in family life, and all the different aspects of life, if we thought about it in the world of triathlon, like when we do something, frequency is number one, duration is number two, those are going to build the the mitochondria in our cells, our little machines, our little engines in in our cells. And then intensity is going to prime those engines. So when we can recognize that this person that we're comparing to has just had a ton more frequency of doing this thing, and then they've done it for a longer period of time, they have more engines in that direction. They have more experience in that direction. And when we don't compare ourselves to their 10 years down the road, and we can decide, okay, this is how I'm going to show up for me. Then you look back even five years down the road and you compare yourself to where you were five years ago or even just five months ago. And it really helps you catapult and believe in yourself. But if you do not believe in yourself, that is going to be the first thing that is going to stop you in your tracks. So how can we take that comparison recognize that we're comparing. Maybe it is scrolling on social media. What is the thing that causes you to fall into comparison the most? What is the emotion that is attached to it? Is it grief? And recognize that feeling that you feel when you're comparing. And then you can recognize when you are in that comparison so that you can then establish choice. You can break free from that comparison and you can decide what do I want to do now? What can I do now? When we can know that we can get to that place, we just can't compare our now to their 10 years down the road, especially if we're at the very beginning. So comparison is a really sticky thing and every single road is going to look different. That is why we are all here to help different people. It's so great. Fear of vulnerability is another one. Avoiding vulnerability can hinder connection with others. When you're afraid to show your true self or share your feelings, you miss out on opportunities for deeper connections. I 
ton of my ADHD friends, vulnerability is not a huge thing that we are afraid of. We are much more vulnerable, but just recognizing when are we afraid to be vulnerable? Is it with us where we're afraid to be and experience these feelings with us? So we're running away from our feelings. How does the fear of vulnerability show up for you? It's so important. Even if this is just you and your journal and you delete it after a while, knowing these things can be extremely empowering so that you can understand the obstacles that you put in your course when you are reacting to the fear of vulnerability. Perfectionism, striving for perfection can lead to disconnection because it sets unrealistic standards. When you believe that you must be flawless, you may isolate yourself or feel disconnected from others who don't meet those standards. Rumination. Constantly dwelling on past events or worrying about the future can prevent you from being present and enjoying the moment. This is for sure a big one for us. When we can recognize the things that we do in our rumination, when we are dwelling on events or feeling that worry, that anxiousness, pause and strengthen those bicycle brakes and just come back to the moment. Experience yourself sitting in the chair. Experience the things that are going on around you. Bring yourself back into this existing moment where we actually have all of the power. Six, lack of boundaries. Not setting healthy boundaries can lead to feelings of overwhelm and disconnection, both with yourself and with others. When I experience frustration, it makes me realize where there are boundaries that I'm lacking for myself. And when I experience other people not upholding my boundaries, I then can recognize that I am not standing up and reinforcing my boundaries. So where does your lack of boundaries show up? Is it your lack of boundaries with yourself? Are you still Have you decided that you are going to be more aware of your self-talk, your comparison, your perfectionism, your rumination? How can you use this in a way to help you ground yourself without comparison and judgment towards who you want to be and causing more shame? How can we use this for a place of awareness for who we are? Number seven is failure to prioritize relationships. This is a big one for me, and I'm sure many of my ADHD friends, as we are very hardwired for what is in front of us and what is not in front of us sometimes can get easily forgotten until we're at that moment where we're like, oh, it's Saturday and I want to hang out with somebody and everybody has plans. So when I recognized that connection meant making sure I reached out to at least one friend every week and scheduled something out two or three or four weeks in advance. This, I put it in my calendar and it allowed me to show up and create the thing that I wanted to create. But without me recognizing that connection was something that was really important to me, without me deciding how I wanted to show up in life, it was, I would have never recognized that my priority is my connection with my friends. It's my priority is my connection with relations and to make sure that I put that on my calendar because my brain 
isn't going to think about it any other way. So when I can support my brain, when I can understand who I am, not hold myself into comparison of what I think other people can do, that allows me to show up in the best person I am. So in our busy lives, it's easy to neglect meaningful relationships. Neglecting these connections can lead to a sense of isolation and disconnection. So how can you show up for yourself knowing who you are? Maybe you are great at connecting with other people. Maybe you're not. Maybe this is something that you need to schedule. Maybe it's not. You get to decide. And remember, what is this for you? And how do you feel in that experience? Because the only thing that is going to make us feel a certain way is our thoughts. So if we are running away from connecting with other people, we can also understand our thoughts about us when we are around other people. We can also understand our thoughts about those other people, which allows us to have that vulnerability with them. It allows us to reach out. So this is something that's also really important to understand as we go into the holiday season, when we're hanging out with all of our family, is who do we think, what do we think about ourselves? And what do we think about all of these situations that we're going to be in in this holiday season? And then we get to show up and we get to experience the connection at the deepest level that maybe we've never even felt before because we've been so stuck in our own emotional pain. So one, practice self-compassion and self-awareness. Learn the pause. Two, embrace vulnerability and open communication. Three, cultivate gratitude for what you have. Four, set realistic goals and expectations so that you can go out there and take responsibility and achieve them. Five, prioritize self-care and mindfulness. Six, foster meaningful relationships and invest time in learning. Connection is powerful and it's an enriching emotion that can bring profound meaning to our lives. By recognizing the thoughts and behaviors that hinder our connection with ourselves and with others and actively working to overcome them, you can start building deeper, more fulfilling connections with yourselves, with your loved ones, and with your life's passions. I hope you have a great and amazing week, my friends, and I'll talk to you on the next podcast. Bye. If you love this podcast, we would love your review or a share with a friend. If you're ready to jump in, create change, and trust your brain this year, let's jump on a complimentary coaching call. You can go to ADHDboss.fun or you can go to ellen.argo on Instagram. There is a link in my bio to book your complimentary one-on-one coaching session. I can't wait to meet you soon. Bye, friends.